Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, September 26, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? There's a lot of stuff to go over. We're going to talk about A, the head and shoulders that is an active trade, for example. We're going to talk about the head and shoulders target. And then we're also going to get to the what if target, meaning the crash target. What is that number if they're not going to stop at the head and shoulders target, which really isn't all that far away in the big scheme of things when you take into account where the market was. First, before we start getting into the specific numbers, let's have a discussion about the rubber band. We have this discussion each and every time the market gets into a position where the rubber band gets stretched. And when it gets stretched, it's either going to bounce back in the other direction or snap back in the case of a rubber band. Think of it as you're pulling two ends of rubber band, one with each hand, and you're pulling it more and more and more farther apart, it's either going to break in half, that could happen to the market, and that's the crash scenario, or it's going to snap back in the other direction, reconstitute itself, and then can certainly have another move lower or get stretched out again. But in terms of where they are right now, we're getting to that area where the market is a little stretched, where the rubber band can break. So if it breaks from here, it makes sense to talk about where's the head and shoulders target, how far down. The way this is calculated is discussed and taught in the course Lazy E-Mini Trader, but for the sake of this video, we'll just give you the number. I'm giving you an exact number. It doesn't have to happen to the penny. Sometimes they come up slightly short. Other times they spike them through. When you look back after the fact, you say, yeah, they completed the head and shoulders pattern. So the actual number that comes out of the way it's calculated from what I've calculated is 406.65. It's going to be a give or take some cents on either side. There are no accidents or coincidences. And when you look about where 406.65, give or take, is, you can see here that the market ran up to this place, tried to break out, came back to backtest it. So this area here before the real breakout is essentially a breakout area. There's a gap down here. And all this stuff over here on the left has nothing to do with how you calculate the target for the head and shoulders pattern. It just so happens that you look left and all of a sudden you see, hey, there's a lot of stuff over there. Even look a little bit farther. The market breaks this level, comes back and fails, tries to break out above this level, comes to back test it, give or take, and then finally breaks out again. This is an important area. You want to call it 406.50. You want to call it 407. You want to call it 406. It doesn't really matter. It's in this zone. If you look at the actual gap here, it's 405.13. So in the process of getting down to the target of the head and shoulders pattern, can they spike it to 405? A nice round number type of situation? And the answer is, of course they can. What's the uh-oh number? What's the number if they're not stopping? And I'm not saying any of this is happening tomorrow. We're saying this is the target. It could take a while. 
There's going to be bounces along the way. They could still retest the underside of the neckline. All that's possible. This could be a month away, two weeks away, three or four months away. We don't know. What we do know is where the target is. And if it's an uh-oh, they're getting much below the target, where's the next place? And you might want to put this on a sticky note, 390. And from here, if they got there anytime soon, that would be the crash scenario. Could the target be less than that? It could be, but that would be a target below the head and shoulders pattern in the crash scenario. Let's talk a little bit about where they are currently, why the price that they stopped at today is important, and why nobody from an inside the numbers and inside the numbers live room perspective was surprised A, to see them at 425 today, and B, bounce away from 425. We talked about it this morning. Low of day, 425.02. As things unfold a little more and you see what's in the notes, and I show you other things or things of the reasons why 425 is a place, it'll start to come together. Let's look over here to the left. This candle here from the 2nd of June. The low happens to be 423.95. We're calling it 424. Okay, fair enough. That's a big place because there's a lot of white space in between and there's a gap down below. There usually is a bull bear battle on the first run down to these places. Sometimes they spike them through. Other times they come up short. Let's take the sometimes they come up short. Well, if they're going to come up short from 424, where's it going to be? Well, what's logical? How about 425? It's a big fat round number. Now, it's fatter than 420. It's fatter than 405. It's fatter than 430. Why is that? Well, we have certain numbers that are more important than others just from a numbers perspective. You don't have to understand why. You just have to believe in it after you see it. So we'll start with 100. 100 is a big, fat, round number. It's really fat. Well, if you split down 100, what's half of 100? How about 50? So 50, I like to call them semi-big, fat, round numbers. 50 is important. Split 50. What do you get? 25. Remember the discussion that we've had over the years about midpoints? Isn't this kind of the same thing? Not kind of. It's very similar to the same thing. Markets are attracted to these numbers. Markets have a tendency to find support even if it's for a short-term basis at these numbers. The market likes these numbers. What else we got? How about home base? Market's getting a little bit far from home base. For those of you that don't know, what's home base? It's the 20-period moving average. It's the red sloping trend line. Now, it's starting to roll over, if you will. So the lower home base goes, the more the market can drop. But the market never really likes to get too far, whether it's in the northern direction or in the southern direction from home base. Doesn't mean it can't. But normally speaking, when you look back on the chart and just use the chart as evidence, don't take what I say as gospel. Use the chart. How far does the market get from home base at any given time, whether it's rallying or declining. And you go look at the chart, you go back in time, not like that. You go back in time and you just continue to look 
and how far the market gets away from that 20-period moving average. And what you'll find is where we are right now is right around that place. Maybe it's a little more. It doesn't have to be an exact measurement. It doesn't have to be an exact science. It's a concept. We're not using the distance from home base as a thing to buy the market, for example. We're going to take that and say that's one of the things that's important. So it's on the table, per se. It's a puzzle piece. Then you have the 425 thing. You have this area into no man's land where there's a gap below. They'll usually try and fight that area. All those things are not an exact science. Part of this is art form. It's part science. I teach that in the class, Lazy E-Mini Trader, and I've taught that for years and years and years. How about inside the numbers? Since we're talking about 425, let's start at the end. Here's the 1205 post after the morning session. You'll see this earlier on. Without recapturing, meaning get back above 428, no dice. That means it's the bear case. So if they get below, stay below 426.90 was the exact number. They can leak toward 425, give or take. Now that's 19 points away at 12 o'clock. They got there into the end of the day for the most part. But it still happened just that way. Now, there are some traders that are in the live room with me that took that trade late this afternoon. They've already emailed me, couldn't resist 425. You know who you are. They understand the risk of taking a trade that late in the afternoon. Here's the notes from the Zero Dark 30 hour. I'm going to let you read the notes, pause the video, double check the work. I'm going to highlight a few things and then we're going to move on. Wasn't exactly a stellar trader's tape today. It was very slow. They leaked most of the day. A couple of bounces along the way. If you were short, you were happy. Just wrote it down. If you were flat, there was really nothing to do most of the day. We started out with an early bear pivot, 429.55. We think better in pictures. Right of the vertical is today's activity. 429.55 is the horizontal trend line. A bear pivot means that if price stays below that number and they can't sustain for any period of time other than a few minutes above that number that's the bear case so that's right out of the chute we had unfinished business with a spike of 428 you saw the number before 427.90 right here 428 they even dug into it a little bit they bounced away they bounced back tried to recapture it they gave the trade but that was it you see here, they came to backtest it and failed in the afternoon. And what you'll see in the notes is, without recapturing 428, no dice. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, and double-check the work. By the way, service announcement. This Friday, Inside the Numbers and the Live Room will be closed. I will remind everybody again throughout the week. I'm taking what they call in the trading business a vacation day. Again, before the open, here's the layout. You got the whole 429.55 thing. That's the bear pivot. You got the spike of 428. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. You can see here before the open, 919, looking for a counter trend bounce from a test of the low in that area, 428.75 down to 427.75 or 85. But what happened was they bounced in front of it anyway, so the whole thing changed after the open bell anyway. 
You could see here the low in the first candle was 429.01. They bounced away. That took that first trade off the table. We did have some traders that shorted the pivot and they did get a nice ride down. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. It's all in here, all the numbers you need, all the commentary you need. If you're interested in inside the numbers, if you're an intraday trader, it would behoove you to read this stuff each and every day, go back to the chart to double check to work, see if there's anything in there that you think can benefit you throughout the trading day. That's about the most aggressive sales pitch you're gonna get. Do the homework, see if it's gonna work for you based on what it does, what it says each and every day. That's it, that's all you need to know. It either does or it doesn't. Same routine with Camp IWM. It's all the same market, they're all coming down together. When there's a rip your face off rally and a short squeeze operation, they'll all do it at the same time. I just wanna remind everybody of the bigger picture. This is the monthly chart of the IWM. We've talked about this for months and months and months, and you just have to realize this is a channel, this is a monthly chart, it takes a long time. This is a conceptual drawing or diagram of this. It's a channel. They've been trading in this channel back and forth. They ran a test near the top of the channel a couple of months ago. Now they're down at the bottom end of the channel. Whenever they decide, if they're going to decide to break down below the bottom end of this channel, the lower trend line, that's a lookout below situation. They've basically done this back and forth thing, creating the channel for about a year and a half. That's a long time. You want that number, don't you? What happens if they break the bottom end of the channel? What kind of number does that activate? Well, I don't know exactly how far down they could go. I haven't really figured that out. But what I can tell you is it opens the door for a target of 148. Write that down. Put it on a sticky note. Near term, from a daily chart perspective, if they don't bounce and they continue down, then you're looking at 172, 171 and a half, maybe give or take a little bit on either side. That's the next stopping point way station, if you will. What about team transports? Very small bounce in the big scheme of things at 15,000. Here they are. I don't know when I put this number on the board, but it's a real number. The horizontal line is 14,793. Today's low was close, 14,803 and change. 14,688 would be the next number below. You have this 200 period moving average here. That's going to be the last line of defense from a moving average perspective. You look at the weekly chart and you have a convergence of moving averages below. Are they going to attract price in? Seems to be the case today. You also have a weekly chart breakup candle low coming in at 14,681. So you see there's a lot of stuff around that area. This is a big spot for team transports. We're going to use the next big time weekly chart breakup candle low, 14,681 and change. We're going to use that as a bogey. They have to stay above that to get any kind of bounce whatsoever. Close below that, get below that, even daily below that. This is a weekly chart, so we're going to say weekly close but you can get below it on a daily basis, but they start trading away from that a lot. That's a problem child for team transports. Judge's crew. What about the Qs? Do we see anything different over here with the Q people? No, not necessarily. Below the 150 and 20 period moving average, 
200 is nowhere to be found. They're in no man's land in moving average terms. Where are they in chart terms? Are they at important place? You look at this low here. The low is 354.71. So you just draw a line over and say, look at this. This is what they're fighting here. Start breaking below that low. And this whole other series of stuff comes into view, at least from a daily chart perspective. You're looking at another leg lower. This is an important low. This is a pivot low. The market told us this place was important. How so? Well, when the market came down, made a low at 354.71 and had a nice rally making the lower high situation, which we have, we have a high, lower high, lower high, lower high. This is what bear markets are made out of. We are in a bear market phase. Remember Irene, remember that daily chart, breakup candle low a long time ago, maybe a week and a half ago, but a long time ago in price terms from the S&P. Well, this is a similar place in the queues. It's not the same from a chart perspective, but it's the same from an importance perspective. You give this up, well, you can close below it one day or so, but if they start trading away from this and they're gonna not at least fight this place and they kind of consolidated or ate some time off the clock right above it, that's not necessarily a bullish thing. This is a big place, give that up. There's another leg lower coming. When you look at the weekly chart, think about it logically. Barring getting back above the 20 period moving average, staying below, now you have high, lower high, lower high, lower high. So you have a series of lower highs and you're rolling over, you get below the 20 period moving average and all of a sudden they're pointing down to what? If the S&P head and shoulders pattern is going to play out, where's this going to be? Down here at these moving averages. That's where it's going to be. It's not going to happen all at once. You're going to get rip your face off rallies in between. Try and shake out the shorts. They try and shake out the longs. They don't want anybody on the bus during the big moves. Financials, how quickly things change. We were talking about this potentially trying to climb up higher to a place to be named before. We don't have to worry about it now. And all of a sudden, here they are, back below all the moving averages, giving up the ghost. This is a canary in the coal mine. There are several. Transports are my favorite canary in the coal mine. The SMH is a pretty good proxy slash canary in the coal mine for the tech space. Well, the financials is a good coal mine operator also. We talked about this a hundred times. This is a big bearish wedge pattern. Could have climbed higher up to the top or maybe even tried to get through the high of this candle, but that wasn't the case. We talked about it. Here they are below the moving averages. This is, if it is playing out, this is something like this, right? You have this big wedge pattern, and if it starts down, you're going to have a leg down that goes like this. So where's that going to go? It's going to go below these lows here, and that's what's going to happen, 28, 27, something like that. I didn't do the math, but that's where this pattern takes you. There, I paused the video. I did the work, 26.65. Again, it's not going there tomorrow, but it's a number worth knowing because if they start accelerating, and they will at some point start accelerating, they'll have an acceleration day or two or three up. They'll have acceleration days down. Right now, it's been somewhat controlled, if you will. There's not a real frenzy going on. They're not throwing stuff out with the bathwater. It's like a leaking situation. They're leaking down day after day. There's very little rodeo action, which is normal and garden variety for these bear phases. You'll get some of the rodeo action. We just haven't seen it yet.
What about Smash Mouth? They're hanging around this area here around 140. What's the next spot? Well, we talked about it in the Spiders, SPY. The low over here in the same kind of setup is 136 and a quarter, 136.30 in that area. Then if they get below that, there's all this space. You have a pivot high, then you have a gap all the way down here. So they generally fight these areas one at a time. They fill this gap, they're fighting it. If they continue lower, this is the next place. If they get below that into the white space, they may stop for a while at 134, the 200-period moving average just below, and then there's a gap down here. One candle at a time, one day at a time. You never know which day they're going to give you the whopper. But those are the numbers in the progression of events. Hey, if I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.